0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview where we preview nothing. It's the offseason. There's nothing to really talk about, but there's plenty to talk about, especially now with Ben Roethlisberger officially announcing his retirement. We are going to be talking a lot about number seven as he officially bids adieu to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the National Football League. But to do that, we're going to bring in the rest of the triumphant trio, Brian Anthony Davis. What's up, Brian? Hello, Jeff. Hello, Dave.
1: I like to think of this magical day as the Ben of an era.
0: Play on words, everyone. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Schofield, what's going on, Dave?
2: I, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. I know Bad should not be because he is going to be so bruised and battered because for the next 45 minutes I expect him to get ripped to pieces as he was so adamant that Ben Roethlisberger would be back next year. I forgot about Take that. Take
1: on it. Put it down. <laughs> he was certain of it. <laughs> I, I love this part because it's revisionist history. This is awesome. Yeah. It's like, I mean, if we go back and listen to the tape, I'm like, hey, I would not be surprised if he's back. Yeah, I know, know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I'll take the beating. That's fine. I, I don't mind. Staying in line.
0: Hey, live. you own it. You got to own it. You said it. You got to own it. But yeah, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, yep. I want to ask you all real quick.
1: By the way, boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to ask you all real quick. And that is when the video came out at 10.01 Eastern time today and you watched the two minute, 15, 16 second video. What was your reaction, Brian? Go ahead. My reaction was I can't watch this, and I
1: haven't. Ah, so good. I've watched it like five times. I, I I I know, but I know I would watch it about 20 and I would cry. And I was at work when it came out, and I've uh I just decided that I would hold off, but I'm going to, but I gotta be perfectly honest with you. I know it was gonna be. I'm very sentimental. Uh, since I got married to my wife and had children, I cry at phone commercials. I cry at, at anything <laughs> on TV. I mean, like we watch TV shows, and if there's just even like a little sliver of of, of a sentimentality, I'm bawling. So I, I I know it's gonna knock me
0: down. So I'm gonna wait till after the show. Brian, Dave, should we kick Brian out so he should make force him to go watch no, it? I,
2: I think he should get a five minute timeout and then he has to watch the video <laughs> and we want to come, we'll bring him back in with the tears flowing. Um That would be perfect. But I, I got to say, I'm sorry. Who in this? Who in the super chat says what video? What do you mean what video? It was the uh, retirement announcement for Ben Roethlisberger. He announced it. He broke it. The video. It yeah. came on his official Twitter account. If you haven't seen the video, right now, go to behindthestealcurtain Click on the article. It's a picture of Ben Roethlisberger pointing up at the sky, looking up. That said, it was announced his retirement. The video is in a tweet in the article. That's the video. Make sure you check it out. Now, my impression of the video is, I'm Jeff. You're going to be disappointed in this, but you're also going to understand. I I got the tweet. I knew I had to write the article. I'm trying to set up the set up the article, but I wanted to watch the video before I write it. So I didn't get to really enjoy it for what it was the first time I watched it because I was like, I've got to get this out and up for the website. So. I didn't quite feel those emotions watching it the first time. I didn't get to enjoy it until I watched it later.
0: So, but you've, you've watched it again since then. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I watched it at work and this was, I didn't get to see it when it came out. I'm at work. And so Dave thankfully covered all that for the website. And then it was around 1130 or so. And I sat down and I made sure I was prepared. Like I made sure I literally emotionally prepared myself to watch the video and I watched it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's cleaning out his locker. So do not do this, Ben. And he's going to his kids and highlights and teammates. And I was like, I get, I couldn't do it. I, I thought that I had gotten all that out. You know, like the, the Monday night game against Cleveland, the Sunday game in MT T bank stadium, the playoff game. Like I thought it was done. Like I thought we were done. And I thought that it was, but it wasn't, I was like, geez, I didn't like cry tears, but man, it was, it was brutal. It was brutal to watch. It was him cleaning out his locker that got me. It was the fact that he's been there for mm-hmm. 18 years, and he takes his nameplate off at the end. Spoiler alert, Brian, earmuffs. Um, and it's a situation where you're like, oh, man. Like, it's just so the, – the, the finality of it, you know? It's it's now it's, – it's over. It's officially over. No one can speculate that he might be coming back and going to Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians for a year. Like, he's done. He's officially – done and i was let me ask y'all if you agree with me i'm glad he didn't do a press conference i hope he doesn't i'm but i'm glad he doesn't do a press conference brian do you agree or disagree you're muted brian brian you're muted there we go take two and action (laughs)
1: you know what i was i was doing that uh i was doing that for anybody that's trying to learn to read lips because I don't read it. There himself. you go. <laughs> uh, so let's let's try this again. You know, I, I was kind of surprised that they did not do one. Um but I'm kind of glad he did cuz I know we wouldn't be able to handle it, but then again, I didn't watch it. So I I, I don't think I would have been able to handle that when it happened either. Um who know I I doubt they're going to they're going to do one, but there's going to I mean, we're going to see a lot of Ben in different ways as I think he'll be some kind of ambassador for the team. But th- the fact that they didn't show the press conference, whew, I'm kind of
0: glad they did. Dave, your thoughts? you agree? you glad they didn't do a presser? Or do you think he should have? Yeah,
2: th- th- this, this was
0: better for Ben. I
2: do. For the player he was and what he did and his personality and things of that nature, to not sit there and have to answer a bunch of questions and everything, to just this was a better goodbye for him than it would have been to, to 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 have to to answer all this and maybe they still do that and if they do it's okay because that's not really what this was the thing that really announced it so um that i i personally liked it and thought it was well done
0: i didn't need a a jag reporter from as a Kyle Christ calls the so-called fan 97 (laughs) in Pittsburgh asking him what he thinks about the next quarterback. Like that's what would have happened. I didn't want to hear that. He's answered those questions. What has Ben not given us? Like he's gone. Let him, let him go off into the sunset. Let him have his peace. I know some people like whatever happened to the old school press conference. I'm glad he didn't do it. Go ahead, Brian.
1: You know what? I, I think he kind of did this after the Cleveland game and the build-up to yeah. everything with those extra press conferences. So that's the reason why. But you mentioned Kyle. Um those are the guys that I would love to see do the press conference and like host the final interview, Kyle Christ and Greg Benevet. what you're talking <laughs> about. I mean, that would be that would have been fantastic. Dream. That's my dream uh, dream show there.
0: Do they have the soundboard though, so they can bring in like tweets and? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have to
1: have their sound effects.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but it certainly sounds right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who coaches his team, <laughs> Mike <Monty>. T? <laughs> if you haven't listened to if you're if you're watching live on Facebook or on YouTube, and you don't know what we're talking about. Check out what Yin's talking about. It oh runs gosh. on Fridays, but it's going to be on Wednesdays. It next season, Brian, that it's moving to Wednesdays. No, I, um, we're
1: going to try to get everything together, um, for after the Super Bowl. Like the the off season will officially start for us after the Super Bowl. Okay, very good,
0: very good. So make sure you ch- only where you get your podcast; it's not on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. Um, another takeaway from Ben's press conference. One of here I am talking about press conferences, and I say that about the video. Is that it is now done. My, my question is, do you think he goes more uh, Jack Lambert and goes into the mountains and never comes back out? Or do you think he's more of a Franco, Hines, Jerome that comes around, but not as much as one would think. Dave, I'm going to go with you first. What do you think?
2: I what? see it more as a Heath Miller.
0: Hmm.
2: Not he quite as in. Well, I think no, Heath Miller's been around occasionally. but yeah. not But not like... Who, who, what was who, Jack Lambert? We said Jack um, Lambert's like literally been
0: a hermit in the woods. Yes.
2: He It's not going to be that far, but it's not going to be somebody who you see around all the time. You're going to see him, you know, just like Heath. When Heath left, he says, I've got a new job. I'm a dad. And that's yeah, what he sure. did. And that's, and that's what Ben Roethlisberger is going to do now. And it, it he'll do the occasional, um, thing here or there but he's pretty much just gonna be be that part of who he is that has had to some at times take a back seat um when when nfl was higher priority there because of the the grueling nature of the of the job to do that
0: brian do you agree with dave or you think we won't see ben or we will see him more
1: we're still gonna see him i i kind of disagree with him with uh, dave uh, not completely I, you know he's not going i don't expect him to go into the media if there's any media it's gonna it would be local media if he does anything like that but taking his kids to his the park might be uh, hey let's go see what the boys are doing down in Heinz Field you know it, it could be something like that i could see him you know showing up um maybe not right away but you know showing up and just being a part of the team as far as uh you know an ambassador, like I said earlier. Then I just saw something uh, in the live chat, which I very very rarely look at anymore, but I saw Tyler W. say, hey, mark my words, he might be a part of the Steeler ownership group one day. You, you, you never know something like that, too. I mean, I did not think of that. That's not my original thought, but I saw that, in the, and so I'm bringing that up here, mm-hmm. too.
2: I you can mean? see that more than some people like coaching. No, he's not going into coaching. If no. he's going to spend that amount of time... He's not going to do it for that amount of money. That's one. And be like, oh, TV. I don't think he's a TV guy either. So, no.
0: Honestly, I could see him uh, just staying away, doing a radio show, or doing a radio spot every now and then on, like, WDVE, where they call Ben, and he'll just give his thoughts on the team, like, once a year. Like I think that would be the extent of it. And then if something happens where they have, like, a reunion of of players or teams, I bet he would come back. I'm sure he would. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't think we'll see him anytime soon. That's my own gut feeling. So um, I don't want to jump the gun too much and start talking about, you know, next season, because we do want to celebrate Roethlisberger number seven. That's kind of it, We're putting we've got kind six
2: of months to do that. <laughs> yeah, we really do. And there's a lot
0: of people that are like, well, what's going to be next? It's like, here's my next point here and what I want to talk about. Brian and Dave are older than I am. Yet we've all lived through pre Ben Roethlisberger. Now some Brian can remember the Ben, the the Bradshaw to Ben era and all the quarterbacks that that encompassed in that time. And Brian could probably tell you every single one. We're not going to do that. Oh! If you're to (laughs) give it, if you are to give advice to a fan that's listening, watching, whatever that all they've known is Ben Roethlisberger. Like they literally don't know the Steelers without seven under center. Your advice to them, because you lived from legend to legend, is what?
1: Brian, go ahead. It's not going to be the same, and you are going to think that it's never going to be great again, but it can be. You will get that player eventually. But we look back on history between Bradshaw and Ben, and we look at it like the darkest of ages, because that's what we know, because we were a fan base that has had greatness. But when you look back at that time, there were some AFC championship games in between with different quarterbacks. There were AFC championship games with Mark Malone. There was an AFC championship game with Cordell Stewart. Not only only two with Neil O'Donnell, but one Super Bowl with him. Did they win and go all the way? No, they didn't. But there were some pretty good teams in between there, and they... That period was not the dark ages like a lot of people think. Now, I remember 1984 it was February of 84 when Terry Bradshaw retired. And I was there. think I was a kid. I was 12 years old. and I was thinking, my gosh, how are they going to get through this? It's never going to be the same again. It, and it might take a while. But we've seen some franchises get lucky and get a guy that comes in and takes the reins and makes it work. Maybe not as great because you might've seen the greatest quarterback that we're ever going to see in this generation being Ben Roethlisberger might not be that great, but you might see a guy that is capable of leading this guy, this team to a ring. If the team continues their image of knowing how to build with pieces of the puzzle, instead of superstars and putting together a very good squad, it could get better. So don't expect, just uh, expect a great Steeler depression.
0: Very good point. Well said. Dave, what about you? You've also lived the pre-Ben Roethlisberger uh, quarterback conundrum and all that stuff, the Cordell Stewart era and Neil O'Donnell and all that. What what would your advice be, Dave, to a fan that's not experienced life without Ben?
2: That's very
0: difficult
2: because – I, you know, being between you and Brian. Well, first I have a quick question for you, Jeff. Who's mm-hmm. the first Steelers quarterback you remember?
0: Uh, well, I've often said that 94 was a team that made me fall in love with the Steelers and that was Neil O'Donnell.
2: Oh, wow. You're so you're you're really really recent. To me, the first quarterback I remember for the Steelers is Mark Malone. Um, so that's where I kind of started based on my age and you know, I was still young then. But to me, when the Steelers made it to Super Bowl 40, it was this amazing thing that I never thought was possible because the Steelers had only ever played in one Super Bowl in my memory, and they had lost, and they were 14-point underdogs. And I didn't expect them to even be in that game. That was my senior year of high school. So that was a really big deal because I was not spoiled like some people that have always had Ben Roethlisberger. And where the Steelers were always this team that was that, that could be right there and won a couple couple Super Bowls. I to me the Super Bowl every year was something that a different game you got to got to watch and try to enjoy that never involved the Steelers. That's just how my fandom was when it started off. So that might be the next you know the next thing that you have to do with is where the norm is like oh uh, the that it's not that the Steelers are there. And it's like Brian said though, it's not like they never competed. It's just I you, I never really had that experience to be like, "Oh, what happened to this team? They used to be so great." Because they they never were an, a championship team for me until I was already married. So, I'm kind of I kind of st- where I am, I'm kind of in that gap in between. So I don't really know that I have great advice because to me, I've been riding on, you know, on cloud nine ever since they drafted Ben Roethlisberger and feel like, Oh, maybe we were just a little bit spoiled.
0: Well, I think some fans that are current that maybe don't know what it's going to look like automatically revert to 2019 and think that's what it's going to be. Well, let's not do that because there's a lot of reasons why it won't look like that. Number one, teams completely different, built different, different players, different personnel. Two, you're if you're gauging just the quarterback play, well, I've said it multiple times on different podcasts. Mason Rudolph was essentially a rookie in 2019. He didn't even dress for a game in 2018. So, and then he got that nasty concussion. Um, who was it that hit him? Uh, the safety from the Ravens. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas, mm-hmm. there you go, cheap shot. Anyways, um, so yeah, they don't necessarily think it's going to look like 2019. But, you know, Brian, you bring up a good point. The Steelers, everyone, they do think of the Bradshaw to Ben time as the Dark Ages. There were some really good teams and some really fun teams to watch, even that I can remember. Cordell Stewart, when he was Slash might have been still to this day one of the most exciting football players I've ever seen in my entire life yeah and if you never saw him this slash you just don't know
2: you didn't but want to miss a play oh you're like gosh. oh my goodness they could be doing anything right now it was crazy <laughs> people yeah, sorry. Uh,
0: people uh, uh, where I grew up named their dog slash because oh. of him <laughs> <laughs> <Absolute> <laughs> Ryan, go ahead phen- like it was exciting
1: he was an absolute <laughs> phenomenon back then and I have said this and this is not original thought either but I think that he would have been an all-pro wide receiver if he would have stick stuck in yeah. that position. However, if he was just maybe 25 years later, he would be <laughs> probably be the ultimate superstar. I yeah. I really I really think he ahead could, of his time. I think he could out out Lamar. Lamar. I think he could I he could be that mobile quarterback that could do things that you can do so many different things with. He was just absolutely great.
0: Cannon of an arm. He had a cannon of an arm. People don't give him credit for that. Um, So out of that era though, which, which era was the favorite for you until Ben came around? Dave, we'll start with you. You lived more of it than I
2: did. Absolutely. The slash era. It was yeah. just so exciting. I was like, I couldn't wait for a Steelers game to come on because I just wanted to see what they were going to do next. It was it was great.
0: What about you,
1: Brian? I would probably have to say, now, don't go crazy on me, but I loved the O'Donnell era just because I did, I did. <laughs> that's when I was really into it because it was 92. To, to 96, there was a Super Bowl in there. But I am, you know, Tony Deffio and I talk about this all the time. We love the mid 80s and the late 80s because there was some real excitement back then. I'll never forget my excitement watching Mark Malone, Frank Pollard, and Walter Abercrombie stun John Elway and the, uh, and whatever they're called, the Broncos. <laughs> Those guys, the Yoncos. <laughs> and I'll never forget that run in 1989 that Bubby did. So I just have a soft spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that those early '90s, and
0: oh,
1: the the, sla- so the they were great.
0: Like I said, the the '94 team was the one that really got my attention. They did go to the AFC Championship game, but you, if you lived in the Pittsburgh area, and I'm going to include where I live because I got to see all the Pittsburgh uh, the sure news, the sports, yeah. the commercials, the radio spots. Like you heard all of it. Like there was so much excitement for that team. And that was when the here we go stealer song came out and you got to win one for the thumb and the cat. That one
2: one was fun too. That was
0: was a blast. It was a blast. So I I guess to bring this full circle, I want to mention that there can still be excitement without Ben Roethlisberger. If you are Mm -hmm. sitting there and you're like, I don't know what this is going to be like. I'm not sure. Is this going to still be fun? Is it still going to be exciting? And the answer is yes, yes. And yes. Uh, I think that there's a, an amount of excitement about the unknown. Would you agree, Dave?
2: Yes, I, I would do that. And and like for people that are wanting to bust on Brian about the about the Neil O'Donnell era, because it wasn't this was
0: freaking m- Super Bowl. People. It wasn't Come as on. much,
2: but it wasn't a, it wasn't Neil O'Donnell that was what was exciting.
0: Yeah, it Blitzburg. was everything
2: else with that team. Let's So Brian's naming the era, which he's exactly right. And I'm not saying Brian's anything wrong. I'm just trying to clarify to people out there that. That whole team just had, you know, Blitzburg, everything. It was just, you know, yeah, it was everything. It was, it was all of that. It it wasn't about the quarterback. So, but this is a different NFL now.
0: Yeah. But Dave, go ahead with your thought though, that you were saying that like there is still something really exciting about that. They're literally going off into the unknown that we're not so sure what it's going to look like. At least to me that's there's yeah. a little bit, well, there's a little bit of excitement in that.
2: Yeah, and and I ran into I would say an old friend today. He was he is the gentleman, he's a Ravens fan. Ugh. And I went with him to his very first NFL game. That was the one time I went to that godforsaken purple <laughs> stadium. Okay, the uh, one time I well the one time I went to when the Steelers played. I I went, my first ever NFL game was there, but it wasn't the Steelers. It was my wife was given cheap tickets. Well, that's a whole different story. Anyway, so I, I rated it to him and, and, you, and, and he said, oh, you know, Ben retired. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, um, he's like, well, of course he wants to try to go to another game. I'm like, I don't want to go there again. But he's like, man, that running back you all got is really something. Mm-hmm. And I just said to him, I said, imagine – if the Steelers can put together an offensive line for him, I said, because, you know, everyone wants to answer the question, who's the next quarterback. And I've been saying it for over a year now. And Jeff, you know, gave me credit on let's ride. when he talked about it before you need the next quarterback, you need the offensive line. You need the running game and you need the defense. I mean, that's what Ben Roethlisberger stepped into He had You know, good defense, good running game, you know, And the reason you got to have the offensive line is you have to be able to properly judge if your quarterback is getting the job done. I mean, look at the mistake by the lake right now. Their quarterback sucks. There is no reason that you can't say that that quarterback doesn't suck. They've got one of the best lines in the league. They've got one of the best running backs in the league. They've got all these weapons to throw to, and they can't score over 20 points a game. Their quarterback sucks. It's easy to evaluate. If you want to evaluate how good your next Steelers quarterback is going to be, you need to get an offensive line that can actually let him do what he needs to do. So Brian, add the know. line, add Najee Harris, and Najee Harris can like excite this fan base for years.
0: Well, before I go to Brian, I'm going to send it over to you to answer the same question, Brian. Uh, my good friend, who's the season ticket holder for the Ravens, He hates Ben Roethlisberger because he's been a Ravens killer throughout his career. And he said the other day we were talking and he was saying about Benny. He is. You all did get a really good running back. He's going to be really good. And I said, you know what? We did get a good running back. (laughs) But Brian, go ahead. I mean. And we're back. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a little bit excited, Brian, for what's to come? Because it's just so, it's so unknown. There's no other way to put it.
1: Yeah, I am because I know this franchise,
0: and I know
1: Dan's not here, and Art Art Senior's not here, but Art Junior knows how this franchise is built and knows the heritage of what his uh, forefathers have done before him. And I I just feel like there is there's a culture, and that culture is going to continue. And this is not a team that I think is going to be a three and a three and fourteen team. No, it's weird to say that because I'm used to saying three and thirteen. It's not going to be a team that's going to require that kind of rebuild. It's it's a team that needs a lot of things, but everybody needs a lot of things. So I I'm excited about what's what's coming up for this team because of that running back that you mentioned. Najee. I, I don't know his middle name because it's never been said, um, <laughs> but Oh yeah. Uh, Najee Mazee. I, I still think that's no, it's it true. Okay. All right. got to get him. We've got to get him on a show just so he can <laughs> yell at you. I think that'd be awesome. But I mean, there, there's so many, there's so many things to be excited about. And with this, with this draft and with the fact that they do have some money in free agency, you have a, I have a feeling that with Kevin Colbert still there right now, they're gonna find a way to do it right, so I, I'm pretty excited about what's going to happen. I do want to jump back real quick and kind of piggyback off of Dave, but I just want to mention the fact that he talked about when Ben Roethlisberger came in that there was a lot of stuff around him. If you think about it, 2001 was a 13 and three team that, that, team. W- that yeah. went to the went to the AFC Championship game. 2002 was a team that lost to a great acting job uh, by a Tennessee kicker, Joe Nedney. Yeah, they they lost in that game. So, 2003 was that one off year, and that's the last losing season that this team has seen. And Ben walked into a walked into a situation where they had a rough year, and walked into a pretty good team. It's kind of the it's kind of what happened. When the uh, Andrew Luck was drafted for the Colts and the Colts got rid of Peyton Manning, they had that one year bad year because Peyton was gone and they had no, they had no plan B and they were absolutely terrible. Then here he comes. Andrew Luck comes in and he walks into a pretty good team when he's drafted that they didn't have, he didn't have a bad rookie year. And then next thing you know, they're in the playoffs. So I kind of think of it that way that the way the team's built, they're going to they're going to have some uh, better days than a lot of us think.
0: I know I agree with you one hundred percent, Brian. I think that there's an article I wrote; it's going to run on Friday, and it's about it. Basically, it's titled "Ben Roethlisberger's Retired. Now What?" And I said that there there is a little bit of not luck. But some things just have to go your way if you're looking for the next franchise quarterback. And I'm not suggesting it's going to happen this year, next year, or the year following, but you have to have the six and 10 team win team. Sometimes uh, to get you the 11th pick, you have to have the Cleveland Browns take Kellen Winslow jr. Instead of Ben Roethlisberger. Sometimes you need some of these things to happen. Can't always bank on it happening, but at the same time, Sometimes you need some things to go your way. We'll put it that way. Dave, do you have something to say?
2: Yes, because think of this. When's the last time the Steelers drafted as high as 11? You know, 2004. It was way before that, even. Yeah. They, they, you, they had the one season in there where they got up to 11. It happened to be a season where there was three really good quarterbacks And they lucked out by Cleveland being dumb and not taking one. And it just, once they didn't take him, I'm sitting there watching the draft. Like, no, one, everyone else got a quarterback. Everyone else got a quarterback. They're going to get him. I mean, that's insane that that all happened at the same time, you know, because any other, you know, if the Steelers have a bad year, the year before that, or the Steelers end up pulling out a few more games in that season and then bad years the next year, it doesn't work out that way. I mean, it's. If you could sit back and think of a hundred different scenarios that all had to fall perfect for the Steelers to get Ben Roethlisberger. And they
0: did. And Sean Manning gave us $2 and it brings up something I want to talk about. And he says, Steelers never tank. We won't have three or four win seasons. And I agree. They're not, they're never going to tank. Thank you for the tip, Sean, by the way. Uh, they're never going to tank, but I want fans to remember something when they say, we'll just lose. So we get it. A- yeah. We'll just, we'll just <laughs> lose. So we get a top 10 pick. Two thousand and three, they won six games. Pick eleven. <laughs> think about that. They weren't even in the top ten, and they only won six games. They went six and ten to get in the top ten. You have to be a different level of bad, and not Brian Anthony Davis. But you also have to think that this are the Steelers ever going to be under Mike Tomlin a team that just rolls over and dies? No, the answer is no. If you haven't oh figured God. it out yet, the answer is no. You might hate twenty nineteen could
2: have been that year, and they trade Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> good point, it, Brian. To go and
0: get Minka,
1: Brian. What are you gonna say? And I'm not for certain on this, but I remember the two really bad years, nineteen eighty eight and two thousand three, where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the final four games. I know in eighty eight, where they finished either five and eleven or six and ten, they won three out of four. And I believe they at least, I think they won three out of four. I need to check this in 2003 as well because they were they were having a very bad season, and then they really came on at the end.
0: I know they, I know they won their last home game in '03. It was a game at home against the San Diego Chargers. Drew Brees, Ladanian Thomas, and why I was there. And I there was not there weren't a lot of people there, but it was their last <laughs> home game. And I got tickets just handed to me. A guy from my church said, "You want to go?" I'm not going. And I said sure, and I went up. It was my first time being in Heinz Field. It was a crazy, crazy day, but they won that football game. So you might be right, Brian, that they did go on a little bit of a run there at the end to finish six. Well, they they weren't quitting under Cowher either. Like people, it's come on. Like the Steelers just don't do that. They just don't do that. Okay, they were two and two at the end. Still, but still, 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 yeah, better than better than how they were how what
2: they were up until the last four. Because
0: all right, so so you know. Let's let's put a let's put a bill on Ben Roethlisberger here before we can talk about the uh, championship games this weekend and do some trivia and we call it a show. Um, Brian, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna ask you like some premature final thoughts on number seven since it's his official retirement day this January 27th of in the Lord's year 2022. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, that, came, that came a different angle than
1: it usually does. Um, <laughs> wow, now, now you know how to shut me up. Like, well, <laughs> um. So I'm thinking about Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm thinking about what he meant as a player. And we could have we could have very easily on the show did the top ten favorite Ben moments, and we're going to talk about the tackle, and we're going to t- talk about you know, six touchdowns two weeks in a row, one which I was there in 2014. We could talk about all those things. But what I want to talk about is a game that was moved because of a hurricane. It was week three of 2004. And it was Ben Roethlisberger's first start. The winds were so bad. The rain was incredible. I don't even know how, how they played that game. And Ben with, all the plays on his arm went out there and executed a win over a team that was not that bad in the Miami dolphins at that point in a hurricane. And I'm watching this guy. He wasn't perfect, but you can see no quit in this guy. You can see nerves of steel in this guy, and you can see the heart of a champion in this man wearing number seven. So, When I think about Ben Roethlisberger, and there's so many people with different opinions on the guy, but on the football field, this guy put everything he ever could into it, and he's been our quarterback. And when you look at the stats, you see that he is the number one quarterback in Steeler history. You're going to have the guys like my dad that will always have Bradshaw. You have the guys like me that are in between that love them both equally and don't want to have to pick and there's going to be the guys Jeff's age and Andrew Wilbar's age and Michael Beck's age and Dave Schofield's age that basically know Ben Roethlisberger and the rest is ancient history but it doesn't matter we've been blessed with great quarterbacks and Ben Roethlisberger might be the greatest of them all but like we were just talking about before there's a great unknown and that next great one could walk through those doors and then we'll be talking about. Well, he's not Ben yet, but hopefully he will be.
0: Dave, final thoughts on Ben? I don't
2: want to have my final thoughts on Ben. I don't want to think about it, but it, because <laughs> I mean, it, we all know it was time. I mean, everyone understood that it was time. Ben knew it was time. The Steelers knew it was the time. Steelers Nation knew it was time. Some people were ready to move on. I just wanted to to. I wanted to constantly appreciate what we had, while we had it. I will never forget that Monday night game, knowing that my brother was there, knowing that BF Bud was there in my seats, watching Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Heinz Field, which, who knows, maybe Heinz decides they want that to be the last game ever at Heinz Field because they only renewed their naming rights for one year, but that's a whole different subject for another day. It's Ben Roethlisberger gave the Steelers a chance every se- going into every season going into every season there was you were thinking that the Steelers had a chance because of number 7 and now we're heading into a new era of Pittsburgh Steelers football it could be exciting it it could be a downer but I'll tell you what the one thing we know about it is it's going to be different but Ben Roethlisberger he he'll always be he'll always be that first Steelers jersey I ever had He'll always be that guy. He'll always be the first Steelers draft pick I ever watched live because I was really interested in that draft. He's just always going to have that special place um, among me and most Steelers fans.
0: Well said for me, I got home from work today and I was talking to my wife and I said, Oh, this video, like this video Ben put out, it's just so incredible. And she's like, what's so great about it? And I was like, Hey, he's cleaning out his locker. And I said, a little emotional and she said you act like you know him i said i feel like i do yeah she said but you don't and i said but i feel like i do and she said but you don't and i said you don't get it stop talking (laughs) (laughs) we do feel like we know ben roethlisberger and we've been through a lot with ben roethlisberger whether it's the motorcycle accident the off the field stuff the successes the failures the injuries the broken noses you name it we feel like we went through it with him and so it's tough it's going to be tough it's going to be weird it's going to be different this upcoming spring when everyone's rolling out to OTAs and stuff like that. And there's not numbers, number seven's not rolling through that door. And so it's going to be different. It's going to be different, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. All right. Uh, I couldn't help it. What, what's that?
2: Kathy says, kind of like we are with you guys. They feel like they know us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If you don't feel like, you know, your podcast host, it's a horrible yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you should know all of us at Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, Andrew Wilbar, one of the team, gives us $2, says, do you think the next GM should get to draft his own quarterback? Um, Well, we don't know if there is a new GM. Yeah. So I don't want to cross that bridge if it doesn't even need to be built. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to put it that way. Uh, That's that's a tough answer because there's just so many layers to that. But, Brian, do you want to say anything to that?
1: No, I was going to say, no, I, I think that if they find the quarterback that they want this year, doesn't matter who the GM is, because whatever GM comes into the situation is going to be the GM for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's different when it's a coach and a concept than a GM. So I would say no. And the other thing I'd like to say to our dear friend, Andrew spaces, my friend.
2: No, my he he put a, a doing on purpose. He said he was he. He said with the amount of money that he put in, he was limited to fifty characters. Yeah. I didn't. I had no idea that you're limited <laughs> to your character yeah. based on the amount you put in. That's making character uh, count. each one count.
0: Wow! <laughs> Kudos, right. to
1: Andrew. I, my Fantastic old eyes job. can't read that. <laughs> that was great. All right. Thumbs up.
0: Okay, so we have a few minutes left. We do want to get to trivia, but I do want to talk about the AFC and NFC championship games coming up this weekend. The AFC is first. Cincinnati Bengals go to Kansas City at Arrowhead. Believe it or not, this spread I thought was a little bit steep. The uh, Bengals are getting 7.5 points, and the over-under is set at 54.5. So let's do some predictions here. Uh, Brian, who do you see winning this one? Uh, we'll do quicker rapid-fire style, rapid fire style and over-under. What do you think? I think the
1: Chiefs are going to win this game, but I would take Cincinnati in the points because the Chiefs, unless they're playing the Steelers, are uh, are going to make it count. Uh, and if I could say real quick, I disagree with my great friend, Tony Defeo. It's not okay to root
0: for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Dave, what do you think about this game in the AFC Championship game?
2: Well... I'm going to say first to 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 defend our friend Tony Defio, This is not the same Bengals team that you grew to hate. No. They they cleaned house with a lot of stuff, coach, players, everything. It's not the same team, but it is still that same orange and black, and it's really tough to do that. So I, I see both sides of it. I kind of have to agree with Brian um, that that I I think that the Chiefs will win it. Frankly, I don't even—I don't want them to. I don't want to see the same team go to the Super Bowl three years in a row. That's just me. Um, but I, I think the Bengals can cover. But the reason I don't think that the Bengals are going to win this time, and you know, I can come back next week and be completely wrong, and that's all right, is the, Cincinnati understood when they played the Chiefs last time that they did not want Patrick Mahomes to have the ball with at all in the game with a chance to tie or win. Okay, The Buffalo Bills should have taken the same lesson. But anyway, so much so that they went for it on fourth and goal from the one-yard line after not getting it for two or three straight conversions, that they were willing to do that in order to not give Mahomes a chance to beat them. And it just so happened that it played out where they got the penalty and then they were able to kick the field goal with no time left. The odds of them being able to, to have it all fall their way like that again, It's really difficult to do, and I just think that Patrick Mahomes will have a chance to win this game at the end, and if he does, that generally happens.
0: I'm going to take the uh, Bengals getting seven and a half points. I'm not sure if I were a bold gambler and wanted to try to make some money, I'd put the Bengals in the money line. I'm, I'm not sure I would do that right now. But I think they're going to keep it close enough to cover that spread, and I'm going to take the over. I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. The Bengals oh, yeah, I didn't have say that either. I'll take the over. <laughs> the Bengals have the offense. Uh, they have the offense to put up some serious points and with the Kansas City Chiefs. But if can they keep Joe Burrow upright? That's the question. Then let's go to the NFC side of things. The San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams will go head to head for the second or third. I'm sorry, third time this season. And the Rams are giving three and a half with an over-under at 45 and a half. Brian, what do you think here? I
1: like the Rams. Uh and I'm I'm riding uh the Horns the whole way to the Super Bowl. This is the team that I want to go. They man, they've had a hard time losing a lot to San Francisco lately. But I I think it's their time and I'm going to go ahead and actually give away the points and say that the Rams win this game. All right, Dave, what do you think?
2: I'm kind of There's a lot of people really high on San Francisco. They have had the Rams number big time, big time. And and what's interesting is when it comes to picking the game, to me, the safer pick is the 49ers to cover to, to therefore they could still lose the game by a field goal. And yet, you know, they would cover, but I, I'm still good. That's what I'm going to pick, but really deep down in my heart, I think if, if the Rams are going to beat the 49ers, they're going to have to blow them out to do it. But, but so I'm going against my heart and going with my gut to say the wise pick spread wise is to take the, the, um, the 49ers to cover, but not win.
0: I'm taking the Rams giving points to win, but I'm taking the under of 45 and a half mm-hmm. because the way San Francisco plays They're not the high flying offense. They're the run it down your throat. They're the team that on third and seven, they gave it to a wide receiver and got it. (laughs) That's what they are. And that's, gosh, I wish the Steelers had that kind of running game. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, Third and seven, giving it to Devo Samuel. I will take the Rams, but I'm going to think it's going to be close, but I think the Rams will find a way to cover that spread, but I'll take the under. I'm really confident in that under for some reason. I could be wrong. We'll see. Okay, trivia time. Dave, you ready? Yes, I got a. Uh, I got
2: multiple questions, but they're they're short ones. Okay. Okay. Sure. Against the Cleveland Browns, Ben Roethlisberger tied Terry Bradshaw in some in, in a certain statistic all time for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and all and against the Ravens, he passed him. Do you know what that statistic was?
0: Touchdown passes thrown. Although no, he he crushed that one years ago, well, I would think so. I'm just trying to think what it would be. The Ravens, Terry Bradshaw. You talk. You talking about?
2: So it was ball. something that Ben's next to last game he tied Bradshaw, and his last game he passed him.
1: Is it interceptions?
2: It would be interceptions. Did he really? Yes, he had an inter- hit that interception against the Browns at the end of the half, tied him with Terry Bradshaw, and then the interception, I don't even remember the interception against the Ravens. I blocked it out of my mind um, because too many good things happened in that game. That surpassed him. Ben, and these are regular season stats, of course. Ben Roethlisberger finished with 211 interceptions, and Terry Bradshaw finished with 210. And Ben Roethlisberger did it on more than double the amount of passing attempts. So... That was that was number one. So while we're at it, let's kind of look at the negative a little bit. How many pick sixes? These are only regular season. Did do you think Ben Roethlisberger threw in his career? We know that Ben Roethlisberger threw, you know, four hundred and eighteen touchdowns. How many pick sixes do you think had?
0: I don't remember a ton. Um, I do remember some. I'm going to say it's double digits. I'm going to say. The number 12 is sticking out my head. Don't know why. I'll go with 12. I like 12, but
1: my the first number to pop in my head was nine.
2: It would be 19. Oh, wow. 18 seasons, 19 pick sixes, which well, if you think
0: about so, it, you said that's regular season, only
2: regular season only. So, um, and I was, and, I, and I'm looking at it. I'm trying to think of when the last one was, he hadn't had one since 2017.
0: And that was against is, Jacksonville. Yes. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah. He had two of them actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was when he said he's. Yeah. Uh, I might as well just retire. Yeah. After but
2: game. yes. But my question. What the last question was. This is the. This is trivia. <coughs> Who is the only player to have two pick sixes against Ben Roethlisberger
0: in a career or same game?
1: Career.
0: Okay. I'm gonna
1: say Rashawn
0: Mathis. That's who I was thinking of—the Jacksonville For Jaguars. Jackson, are you though. talking about? Yeah.
2: And that would be correct. <laughs> I was going to say yeah, it I was, was not in the same game, but it was in the
0: same season. It was two thousand and. Um... No,
2: no, it wasn't the same season. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was the same calendar year. Okay, but it wasn't the same season. That's what I meant to say. One of those was two
0: thousand
2: seven. Well, the two thousand seven season, but it was in January of two thousand eight, and then it. the other one was in was in was in October of two thousand eight. Yeah. And they were actually Ben's, they were on they were his quote unquote back to back pick sixes, if you have them all in order. You know what I'm saying? Um from 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 year to year, that the one was in the playoffs one year and then he had it in October the next year. So that's my trivia. All
0: right,
1: Brian, you ready? All right, it's it's time for who's the man, and we have some fun ones today. They I'm hoping these are tough ones. This man played linebacker and tight end and also competed in long jump four by 100 relay and the four by 200 relay at Florence high school in Wilson, South Carolina.
0: Levon Kirkland. No.
1: No.
2: <laughs> okay. So long jump. I mean, what, what, what position did it say?
1: Linebacker. Linebacker and tight end. And okay. No, that the
0: Steelers. Steelers? No, the, in no, in high school.
2: Uh, okay. Um,
1: I heard linebacker in Florence,
2: South Carolina. I don't know who would have been from South Carolina. Let's say Heinz yeah. Ward.
1: This man no, was, was born in 1986 <laughs> and given I'm the born. middle name Alajuan. So they must be Houston Rocket fans. The uh, And well, uh. 1986 was the year that the Rockets went to the went to the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics. So I guess Hakeem or Akeem really uh really impressed them
2: uh, The you said 86? 86
1: 86 born,
0: born in 86
2: ha, ha, I, hakeem I, I was, was 96
1: or 95 elijah won no he was yeah but he played yeah elijah won played in the 86 oh did he still he yeah he, he, was oh. he was like uh I know it was... He was a first or second year player because I think he was. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense because I know he played
2: on the two years without. Sorry, that's not what it's about. So eighty six, uh tight end linebacker. So it's someone who would be, you know, think about that. Ben Roethlisberger would would be would have been born in eighty, what eighty two? Something like that. Yeah, year before me. So you're talking someone who is four years younger than Ben. So they're probably already gone from the Steelers. Um. Lawrence Timmons.
1: Born the same day as my daughter, May 14th, she loves Lawrence Timmons. Oh, you're kidding? That was right? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Named first team All-ACC as a senior at Florida State in 2006. We would have
0: got it there. Puked multiple times on the field. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> played his final NFL season with the Miami Dolphins in 2017 after spending his first ten with the Steelers, it, they, and, and disappeared.
2: It wasn't they. they seriously didn't say that it was Mike Tomlin's first draft pick.
1: No, no. Oh. The final was linebacker who was selected 15th overall in the 2007 NFL draft, which was Mike Tomlin's first draft good. pick. Yeah, good job, Dave. Do you want one more? But yeah, I'll do it. I'll
2: do it. Yeah. All right. Played both football and basketball
1: (laughs) for Winston-Salem State University in North Carolina. Winston-Salem
2: State University.
1: Yes.
0: No clue. Next.
1: Winston.
2: I have (laughs) selected by the
1: San Diego Chargers in the fourth round of the 1991 NFL Draft.
2: Ninety-one draft. Chargers. Then went to this fourth round.
1: Cut 30 no NFL idea. touchdown passes, 21 of them for the Steelers.
2: That's not Yancey Thigpen, is it?
1: It is my favorite player, Yancey Thigpen. Nice.
0: Wow. Very good. So Good trivia.
2: Good trivia. I, knew, I knew he didn't start with the Steelers. I didn't remember it was with the Chargers. I didn't know he was drafted so, by the Chargers. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, gentlemen, we already did final thoughts, so good show. Good yeah. show, good stuff. <laughs> Uh, Next week, we'll be back talking about Lord knows what. Maybe we'll preview the Pro Bowl. I'm sure that's going to be exciting on everyone's mind, Uh, you know, the week before the Super Bowl. But still, we'll be back. Uh, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week on the Steelers preview.